your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a card like it's your birthday. Hello and welcome to Foxcutters episode 51. It's your birthday! One whole year of box cutters coming at you. This is what comes from a year's experience. <laughs> so watch out. <laughs> to my far left. Well, hang on first. My name's Josh Canal. To my far left, Mr. Ross McQueen. I have to just get you on a technical point there, Josh. It's our birthday. Oh, shh. You just told everybody listening it's your birthday. You know, they might get No, confused. no, that it's their birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Quote your birthday. Yeah. Sorry, it's our birthday. All right, let's start the whole thing again. <laughs> Welcome to Box Cutters Episode 1. And not that far back? No, just, no, okay. just go with just, it. Introduce right. Brett and our special guest. To my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. And to my immediate left, the wonderful, the irreplaceable, the superb, Marie Cardi. That's what you say to Jess Maguire when she's here instead of me, <laughs> don't you? But when no. was the last time we saw Jess? <laughs> no, when Jess Maguire's in, we go, mm, I actually bought you some that birthday smells like cake. A tramp. Oh, yeah. Wow, well, fantastic. it's kind of foreign. It's called Eight Cream Milk. <laughs> so it's con crema al latte. I don't know what that means, but I thought you could have some birthday cake for oh, your birthday. Oh, thanks. Wow. Because so it's your birthday. Oh. I get to say that, not it's our birthday. Wow, fantastic. That's very they look, nice. They look pretty interesting, don't they? They, they do. They look like the hostess Twinkies that you to get off the back of comics when you were like <laughs> back of Mad magazines. Can I also point out, I'm so over seven cream milk. It's yes. got to be eight or nothing. Tedious, isn't it? Yeah, it's the baker's cream milk. If you've uh, if you've never listened to box cutters before, where have you been for the last year? Uh, it's all about television. That's it. It's very simple. And cream cake. And and today, cream cake. Mm. Eight cream milk. <laughs> sounds vaguely obscene, doesn't it? A little bit. Mm. A little bit. But still, I like the idea of there being eight. Uh, today in Box Cutters, we're going to be looking at Marie Cardi. Oh, really? For a little bit. Oh. A special treat for the uh, video podcast viewers. There is no video podcast. <laughs> I'll put my clothes back on then, I suppose. <laughs> uh, we've uh, got some I Don't Buy It. I'm going to be looking at the Steve Irwin Tributes. And uh, I've got some Raywatch, which is excellent. And as always, some pork time. Tasty, tasty pork. <sighs> yeah, we love the pork. But to kick things off, here's the Box Cutters news. And now for the news. The ABC network in the United States is a little bit miffed at YouTube. A rough cut of a steamy sex scene from Desperate Housewives has found its way onto the internet video service. This is Desperate Housewives. It's not going to be that steamy, that sexy, really. Maybe it's uncut. Doubtful. You know, like... The, the crew kind of leering down at Eva Longoria's I th- I th- Well, that's, that's kind of the, uh, the understanding that I get, although I've, I haven't seen it and it's uh, already been taken off YouTube. But they're looking into how it was leaked. I mean, the, the big thing here is that it's not something that's already gone to air. It's something that was coming up. Somebody in-house has leaked it to YouTube and they're going to find out who, damn it. They get down, they, they put the fist of fury down on YouTube pretty quickly these days. You hear about good footage up and then you go and check it and it's all already gone. Yep. The network's already gone But it. <laughs> hating to be cynical... <laughs> Is it just is it just promotion? They had a pretty bad second season. 
Yep. Uh, you know what? Viewers have been dropping off like flies. Uh, I e- be despite surprised. Eva coming out this week and saying... Has she come out? I don't know she was gay. <laughs> saying oh, it's my... Uh, that is joke. tedious. That is a tedious joke. <laughs> I know it's your birthday and everything. That doesn't excuse that. <laughs> anyway, she came out and said the second season was the best ever and it was her best work ever. And it was just fantastic. And she loved it. That oh. was at the DVD mm-hmm. release. Right. It was... Oh. And, it, and it was terrible. Uh I think that's also why they... I mean, remember the Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip was leaked as well. I the think, entire pilot was yes. leaked. Uh, I, they must do it on purpose. I'd, I'd think so. I'd be surprised. But, you know, maybe we're just too cynical. <laughs> Piffle to that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, talking of nothing. Hey, wait a minute. While you're talking of uh, YouTube leaks, yeah. where's the uh, yeah, promised... Yeah, I, I, the office... It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I don't know if you heard about this, Marie. Training still videos on Google Video. They made for oh yeah, I saw Microsoft. them. I, I saw oh, them. You've seen them, yeah. yeah. Box cutters, listeners haven't. It? It's oh, still really on pity. Google Video. They're really good. Uh, Yana's been boned by the Bulletin magazine. <laughs> Hang on, she's not having a very good Hang chart. On. The Bulletin is owned by PBL, and PBL owns it's Channel Nine, who also boned Yana. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it amounts to her second dumping by PBL in a week. Um, she walked away from Channel 9 with a rumoured settlement exceeding $1 million, including a golden gag deal. I thought you said rumoured sediment. Rumored be, <laughs> <laughs> which was, I just looked off and went, rumoured sediment? <laughs> which is rumoured up to $2 million. Um, I wouldn't mind a sediment of I $2 you're million. Gonna, dollars I thought you were going to say you wouldn't mind a golden gag. No, I wouldn't mind that either. Right. As opposed to her departure from Channel 9, she gets no payout from the bulletin because she is being paid on a piece basis. Um, in other Yana news, uh, there's some talk that she might turn up over summer on ABC Radio. Well, and, she, uh, she did uh, last year. She did some ABC Radio and they were very happy with her. So I think uh, they're looking at having her back, although they haven't worked on their summer schedule as yet. And of course, you would have discussed um, Secretary, the Channel 10 pilot that never was, or well, the Channel 10 series that never was. Why are you looking at me we like you don't we know what I'm talking it. about? No, no, no. We no, haven't no, discussed it. We, we have talked about it coming up. Yeah. I hadn't heard that it's, it... It's been boned. It's gone. It? Which mm. I think, how hard is it... Well, not how hard is it to get a series up, but they must have done something remarkably wrong. They had Vince Colosimo and P. Miranda, which is pretty much Hollywood casting for, for yeah. commercial television. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a sign of that... It's really hard for actors to get work, film work, which is I don't know what they want. But that's good. That's a good cast. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter and Ella Brandy. Secret Life people behind it. Street Amanda Fighter. Higgs, is that her name? Yeah, the yeah. producer. So the pilot apparently tested uh, lukewarm and they were going to rejig it and now it's just been canned. Mm. Isn't, right. that, isn't that terrible? Mm. We're supposed to be like four legal secretaries. Everyone's and trying to do Sex in the City kind of elements. Yeah, but I mean, they, they had talked it up. If you're going to do that... Well, Don't course, talk it up. But why wouldn't they talk it up? Look at the cast. Look at the team behind it. Yeah. It should have worked. It really should have worked. And interestingly, the news article I read about this said the powers that be at Channel 10, which is even uh, even more suspicious, just like they got cold feet way too early, mm. you know, when they should they should be pouring more money into it. I mean, if you look at the Callista Flockhard uh, Sons and Daughters, which is coming out uh, for the fall schedule this year in the States. I mean, that's been retooled a dozen times already and it hasn't gone to air yet. Is Pat the Rat going to be in that? Pat the Rat? No. He he just... He's a Sons and Daughters reference to the Australian Uh, show. 
Is it heart bleeds for you? Isn't isn't he he really genius. does. No, he's, really he's does. a comic genius. I haven't genius, heard of Sons and Daughters. Is it a remake or is it? It's completely un. It's, un- a, it's, it's a brand. And not only, not only have you heard of it, Brett. We've mentioned it on this show at least twice. If I'm not saying it, I'm not listening. <laughs> at least he admits it. But yeah, just getting back you, to Channel Nine, thank uh, you, McPherson. an insider at Channel Nine has said the management have completely lost contact with the other stars in the place, as well as Yana, who they've boned. People like Ray Martin, Mike Munro, and Liz Hayes are looking at the way Jessica and Yana, Jessica Rowe, she who must not be mentioned, have been treated, and wondering what is going to happen to them. It affects morale because if the stars aren't safe, then who is? Uh, if you have a look at boxcutters.net on the blog, uh, when they released the press release for Yana getting boned uh, last Friday, I went and posted some opinions and also a link to uh, uh, quite an interesting article about how Eddie is just screwing Nine over completely. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's worth, worth checking that out. The article that I was reading also had a bit of a listing of what Yana's done over her career. At one point in 1988, uh, she hosted The Current Affair and then went to start the failed on assignment, but she was paid a million bucks by Channel 9 to study at uni before leaving there to join Channel 7. That's a, that's a lot. That's more than the army pay you. That's back in the good old days when Channel 9 were just splashing the cash around. What was her like, though? You know, <laughs> you think about that. Yeah. 88 didn't exist. <laughs> oh, there goes my gag. Right. Hey, see, uh, see what he does. He comes with the facts. He crushes you. I just made it like an off-the-cuff kind of quip. He makes terrible Marie, jokes. And then there was no text then. It was 1988, therefore not funny. Hey, oh, I lived damn. through Peter Dawkins in 90, okay? He's absent friends, Peter Dawkins. Hey, uh, speaking of boning, there's been a bit of a shake-up in the Trump organisation as well. <sighs> Apparently, Caroline has been fired. No. She's Carolyn, isn't she? Carolyn. Carolyn. Yeah, you wouldn't you call, call her Caroline. That's would, it. That would be enough to out. get you out. And uh, apparently George is likely to be next. What? Uh, <laughs> Carolyn was apparently <laughs> spending too much time. She's, I, I think she's like a caddy for the Trump organization, but she was spending too much time. <laughs> she's not a caddy. <laughs> she does something she's with, a real estate lawyer. No, she does something with the golf courses. <laughs> she's a caddy. Anyway, she uh, she spent too much time um, building up shack. building up her own profile and uh, doing speaking engagements and s- trying to spruik her book, which was uh, 101 Tips from Donald's Number One Caddy or something similar. <laughs> uh, and so use the three wood. <laughs> she's uh, she's got fired in favour of Trump's daughter Ivanka. Oh, what? Party mama. And, and, hands and, up. Wait a sec. It looks like George is going for Donald Jr. Hands up who's seen The Apprentice. That doesn't work on radio, but that's th- three of us. You'll see it room. in the video you'll, podcast. You'll see it. In, uh, the, uh, there is no video podcast. <laughs> the best thing about The Apprentice uh, is, is what Carolyn and George bring to the table. It's their comments. I don't know. They don't tend to bring that much to the table. It's what they say, I think, is more. <laughs> I reckon the apprentices jumped the shark. I'm so close to leaving. <laughs> you, really? Really? we've got yeah. cake. Yeah. If you're getting, oh, rid of Carolyn, if you're getting rid of Carolyn and George, oh, yeah. that's, oh, that's yeah. I completely agree. And they moved the show to LA to try and boost the ratings. To sex and, it up. Yeah. Mm. Just yeah. give it up. Yeah. How many poor little rich kids can you see try to get 
poorer and a bit richer. I think that's like, because remember last time I was on, we were talking about Queer Eye for the Straight Guy just got boned. Yeah. And I think, Josh, your comment was, I can't believe they were still making it. None of us <laughs> yes. knew. I feel the same way about The Apprentice. Yeah. I didn't well, know yeah, Channel 9 just going. haven't been showing it. Yeah. The, yeah. the next series uh, is going to be shown on Foxtel exclusively. Mm. And because of that, we think that Channel 9 hasn't shown this latest series oh, out of spite oh. but speaking of queer eye they're showing that at well, midday see, uh, midday on channel 10 if people want to catch up on old episodes which i do oh well there you go there you go <laughs> but if channel 9 really wanted to spot, f- spite foxtel oh that then, could have gone very badly <laughs> <laughs> then what they would do would they'd actually they'd actually write for for their star to be killed off at the end of the season wouldn't they what what donald trump running around with his hair on fire to death you get the there's funny people live inside your head, Brett. I look at happy it. for you it because you seem Buffy. quite pleased. It happened with Buffy. Didn't it happen with neighbours when that went from seven to ten? What there happened was a, with Who was Buffy? running around with their hair on fire when neighbours went from seven to ten? And what happened with Buffy? The original network killed Buffy at the end of the last episode that they were screening because they knew it was going over to another no, no, network. Buffy was never on Buffy was never on nine. And who did they I'm kill not talking on neighbours? I'm talking about in the States. Oh, no, that was an agreement between Joss Whedon and, and the network that there would be a definite end to a the story. practice line. was another one where there was... Probably. Wow. You're that's right. They, they had a wombat on a country practice and they killed it when they went to oh, Channel 10. I think they burnt the hospital down. He's, I, was on a country, I was on an episode of Country Practice when I was a teenage actor and my character's name was Yesterday Hubble. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the immortal line, I thought I told you that yesterday, yesterday, was said to me by one of the doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was obsessed with one of the doctors. I chased him through a window. Wow. Right. He, well, he tried to get, get out of a window to get away from me. And I just went and waited just... in his car. <laughs> said, I love you. you know? <laughs> I ended up with a goth with a lizard on his shoulder. It was a, it was a very twisted. It was a later country practice. <laughs> but next time I lose my car keys, I'm going to call you. Because clearly you just know how to get into cars. Only when there are sexy doctors involved, I'm afraid. Damn it. So put that white coat on and your car keys are found, <laughs> my friend. Done. Hey, while we're uh, kind of still on the topic of reality television, Survivor in South Africa, uh, the, uh, the That's series... That's the new series about to start. Yeah, it's called Survivor South Africa, colon, Panama. So it's South African... Colon, Panama? There's a colon. <laughs> oh, right. There's so it's not the not US the production of Survivor. It's the South African production of Survivor oh. that's set in Panama, mm-hmm. uh, debuted on the 3rd of September, and it's been dubbed Outwit, Outlast, and Outlook by viewers who are unhappy that the contestants are too good-looking and don't represent ordinary South Africans. <laughs> Who's ever unhappy about that? <laughs> clearly South Africans. Oh, they're, they're unhappy about that. Meanwhile, they have cities where people will just shoot you. Do they have um, – is their South African Big Brother just full of pogs? <laughs> because what's – you need some, like, eye candy on Big Brother. I don't Brother. know. I'm, the, 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 my memory now of what South Africa is like – and I've never been there, but I've seen lots of footage of it. And but, but your memory's but my vivid, memory. vivid. Well, you know, and I've, I've, I've seen, uh, you know, shots of Cape Town. It looks very beautiful. And I remember when The Amazing Race went to South Africa – and for some reason, they stopped in beautiful Soweto, oh. which is not so beautiful. Really? It really just looks like some disused parking car parks. I see. Yeah. So, so but that explains why they want ugly people in their survival? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying maybe everything in South Africa is a little bit... Nye. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just a little bit... Nye. Hey, uh, speaking of ugly people on Survivor, uh, Amanda Petty is in trouble. 
She's, of course, on Celebrity Survivor, the screening royal at the moment. She's the royal bridesmaid. Imagine that being your claim to fame. Well, she's been dubbed by some members of the Danish media as Pig Woman. <laughs> <laughs> For one of the tasks. Oh, where she go had back to, to Royal Bridesmaid. That's much nicer. <laughs> where she had to carry a pig around and they, apparently some of the press over there is getting stuck into her. It's, it's not seemly for a Royal Bridesmaid to be on a show like that. No. Oh. They're getting stuck too. into her, so now she's a stuck pig woman. Yes, maybe. Huh? Mm. Huh? That's a Brett comment <laughs> and you know it. Brett, take back your comment. Take it back. I'll take it back. I rescind. <laughs> Uh, the Cartoon Network has uh, has has been attacked for advertising aimed at preschoolers, and they've defended it. The network is, this is according to the Australian. The network's been broadcasting advertising directed at preschoolers on its Tiny TV channel since October last year. I think that's how you need to say it. Tiny TV. You can't make me. Go on. <laughs> no. Go on. Tiny TV. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's. Uh, <laughs> They say that uh, it's in compliance with the Australian Subscription Television Radio Association codes and the Australian Media Association and commercial television standards. Uh, Sally Cunningham, the Executive Director uh, of Advertising Sales at Cartoon Network, said, We make sure that any ad we put on the network is a responsible message and is relevant to the audience that is watching. So take that, critics. There was I another... added that last bit. She didn't actually say, so take that, critics. I'll attribute it to her anyway. I so wish she, she had. She felt it. Yeah. Think, yeah. <laughs> there was another part of that article uh, that said Generation M children have unprecedented access to consumer electronics and media. Who are these Generation M? Generation Where, where M? did Generation M I thought we were up to back up to A again. God, have I, I missed a, f- a few? I don't. Maybe they just jump around like they do with uh, license plates. What are you? <laughs> it's I, like me, everything I'm, else. I'm just full in X. Yeah, I'm. I'm borderline X. And y, <laughs> like you are, I think. No, you're, you're, really? Am I not? You're am not I you're, X? No, you're Y. Really? Yeah. How old are you? I'm a year older than you. And seriously, <gasps> I'm. I'm the borderline. I'm Y. Yeah, you're Y. I was. Y. I was born in X, <laughs> but I'm so Y. <laughs> Hey, talking about uh, kids and TV issues, television networks are under fire over raunchy music video clips uh, during children's viewing times. These are like your music TV shows in the mornings on the weekends. Is this like video hits? Such as Rage, video hits, and something called So Fresh. Is that on cable? No, it's on Channel 9. Yeah. Video hits is now doing what I heard. They they separate it. They do two... There's some kind of time frame, so I'm not sure if it's... Like an up late video hits and then... They yeah, but it's in the morning. They they slice it in half in the morning, so they're sort of kitty friendly ones. And so then... so in the first half they're just showing Wiggles videos, and in the second half it's nothing but Duran Duran's girl, girls on film. <laughs> is that Get how it the works? Times, is Granddad? That, is that like from <laughs> ten o'clock? because Rage goes G rated from six o'clock. Yes. Um, the Australian Family Association spokeswoman Gabrielle Walsh described the video clips as appalling. Wow, really? <laughs> However, a spokesman for the ABC, which broadcasts Rage, said each clip was vetted before putting on air. Uh, it is G-rated from 6 o'clock. But it's an interesting development um, just over the last couple of days with this. And uh, there was an article in The Age yesterday from Melanie LeBroy in the opinion piece kind of in the context of in malaysia the push for sharia islamic law to be brought in and she was moaning about having to go to a gym and watching strippers being feminists on the on the video monitors there watching strippers being feminists in music videos oh oh i see saying, pretending to oh, be these, feminists. These, these women say they're feminists and it's empowering and blah 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 and it's just porn 
Hmm. Right. I, I think that debate might be a little too big to start now. <laughs> are strippers empowered or not? Are they empowered feminists? And but they're not a, like they're, they're music video dancers. They're yeah. not. They're not strippers. She's not going down to the clubs and you know all that. But, but how there, do you know? There is an issue that well, that she's writing about. Uh, children don't necessarily know what is and isn't appropriate behaviour. Uh, so, for instance, doing a drive-by, inappropriate. Oh, it's oh God! I'm so for glad ch- someone told me. I, for I feel children, like an idiot. Oh, okay, right for children. <laughs> oh, uh, go and, get my and, Glock. At then. work, at work the other day, uh, someone at work talking to her son, twelve years old. Uh, says, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. All right, well, I'm gonna come home soon. Then we'll go out and get some dinner. Okay, see you, mum. Shake your titties. <laughs> and, <laughs> not inappropriate that's just kind of witty no you can't say you can't say shake your titties to your mum why not that's my mum grabs my boobs and says i made these i can say (laughs) shake your titties to her if i want to okay sorry you can't say them to this kid's mum oh i don't even know her (laughs) right just as well hi it's marie carty here shake your titties see ya (laughs) (laughs) i'll give you a number later it's a bit different you saying it to your mum than a 12 year old saying a 12 year old boy saying it to his mum too i would imagine I don't know. I think they'll shake your teeth. I mean, I always think kids can say what they want as long as they're not, you know, assholes. I think the wowsers are just starting to get too much power. The wowsers. That's you a reckon? word I haven't heard have for you, a while. Have, you, the have you actually watched any video hit type television? Yes. Recently? And, you know, as I, accept, I, I would accept that rage video clips from 6 o'clock in the morning do come within the classification guidelines. Okay, what about mm-hmm. video hits, though? I haven't watched it. See, I've seen I've seen that Nelly Furtado uh, clip a few times at the gym because that's where they have video hits on. And oh yes, I go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that she is just why doesn't she just call her songs "Look at Me, I'm a Slut" and just cause, working uh, title, working <laughs> title, Josh, it's, promiscuous girl. It's pretty close. Yeah, pre- yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't get. More th- well, just justified reckon- is like that. Is all well, these songs are all sexy back love sex sexy. sex sexy, sex. And I think there's a time and a place for that. Yeah, I think it's actually more down to the record company. That was 1988 and, and the music oh, video dude. directors. Uh, Mark Hartley, a friend of ours, um, directed uh, friend of yours, Brent. directed um, chick who sang at the Olympics. Girl. Nikki Webster. Nikki Webster. Webster's clips, uh, which was all about the tweeny kind of show lots of midriff. Nikki, look, Nikki Webster, so who has done photo shoots for Zoo magazine. Mm, doesn't she look weird? She looks like a big yeah. glass of milk. That's wrong. <laughs> no, no, because I quite like a big glass of milk. Quite fond of a glass really? of milk. Not fond of what I saw there. But you don't want to stick your doodle in a glass of milk. Do you? <laughs> True. Oh, do you? No, not Have you ever tried it? Okay. Not unless I've accidentally rubbed chili on it. There you go. See? There you go. A time and a place for everything, Marie. Just speaking of the music clips, I remember my wife telling a story about a bunch of grade preps, I think it was, a few years back, singing Ooh Ah, I've Lost My Bra. You remember that song? Yeah. Don't know where my knickers are. That, that, that was Cole Sandylands' missus, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. I was, yeah. Um, I was in Darwin recently, or in the Northern Territory, to place um, a community, and it was a big concert. And there were kids, it was a really remote community, sort of like, you know, 900 k, sort of southwest of Darwin. And it was a big concert and there was DJ Deadly Gilly was playing Who Let the Frog Out and Crazy Frog and all that kind of stuff. And there were these kids, some of them would have definitely been in nappies, like two or three, hands on knees. It's very hard to show on radio, but the full kind of swinging their booty around, slapping the bums (laughs) and then running to the back. We were sort of 
gobsmacked. When I listened, you thought, I'm not a pedophile, but maybe watching this makes me a pedophile. <laughs> but that was all music videos would have taught, uh, yeah. taught yeah. them that. It's yeah. all that complete booty shaking, really sexual, really overtly sexual. Do you not think that that attitude is likely to present itself in later years as being an asshole? Do you think when they... Dad, they're only dancing, man. Come on. Uh, and I think they're going to turn into assholes Because of the dancing? Let's do a seven-up series on them. <laughs> You're thinking dancing leads to being an asshole? No, I'm actually thinking it could lead to a, a lucrative documentary deal for us. Oh, I see. I'm with you. Yes. Yes. Assholes. Seven, a lot of Seven-up series. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the word seven, Prime Television have uh, renewed their affiliation with seven for another ten years. So uh, people in rural areas, or do we just call that regional? Regional? Sticks. Regional's easier to say. Yeah, it is. Rural's Mm. quite hard. Rural. People in the sticks will be able to see uh, more seven shows on the Prime Network uh, for the next 10 years. And that comes off the back of Prime. Sorry, am I jumping on your news there? Comes off the back of Prime announcing uh, record profits forever. But is that Mm. really news? Where else were they going to go? Prime? Yeah. Oh, they could have created their own company. Let him have his really? news. That was good news, <laughs> no, no. Josh. No, no, no. That was good, and it's good that you brought it to the table. Thanks. Wasn't it good news? Yeah, right? it was. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Are you, are I'm, not, I'm not saying that Josh is was bad. Was that for, news? I'm not saying that Josh was bad. Because <laughs> you are his bitch. For, for relating <laughs> the news, but I think that the, the thing that it, this ends up on a news site is questionable because... Where else are it's they going to go? Now. It's, it's, it's obviously it worse. it's going to happen. It's like saying, "Well, no, it's, it's here not, in the news. The sun is going to rise in the morning." It's not. <gasps> it's not going to happen because uh, they could strike a deal with another network. But but, Wynn has Channel Nine and Southern Cross has Channel Ten. Yes, they could. So sign, where where's the other network? They, they could, could sign a deal. What? They could sign a deal with Foxtel and rebroadcast Foxtel stuff with ads. Mm. It was it. news. It was, I side. think it was news yeah. too. Hey, uh, okay. talking, talking about of channel, you know, speaking of channel seven. Speaking of channel seven, we've been talking about the uh, the football and what's going to happen. Prominent media uh, figure. I've never heard of him, but apparently he's prominent. Harold Mitchell thinks that next year Mitchell channel Come seven on. and ten might test the waters and do a year of broadcasting all the matches themselves before deciding whether to take Foxtel on or not. Or right. Channel 9 or SBS. or SBS. Or SBS or any of the other ones or that have been moved over the last few weeks. that a signal. Or mm. 31. Yeah, so that'll be... Uh, <laughs> I'd like to see 31 running the Yeah, play. that'll be interesting 31 to see what happens. Fair, don't they? And also Channel 10 have offered Foxtel live broadcast of this Friday night's first final to Queensland, New South Wales and the ACT, which you'd have to think is a bit of an olive branch towards Foxtel. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yes, yes and no. It... It's the only way that those states can see that game live. Yes. So it's not so much a, an olive branch to Foxtel as an olive branch to the AFL. And just saying, listen, we're still giving your fans the opportunity to see this game live. I think it's a bit of an olive branch to Foxtel. I think Foxtel... Would be I think very... you're an olive branch to Foxtel. Oh, I think... bam! <laughs> you see, this is what happens. Brett riles him up and then he jumps on me. Yeah! <laughs> Pecking order. I'm, I'm gone in a minute, aren't I? You're just going to turn around and snap me. Uh, Talking of uh, kind of cable type TV uh, companies, the company TV Anywhere recently announced its upcoming plans to make American television programming available to subscribers residing outside of the US. 
which would include Australia mm-hmm. and anywhere else in the world, uh, delivering live linear TV, on-demand movies and shows, and daily local news. How quickly there. is that going to be stepped on? Our goal is to make the viewing experience very similar to what subscribers currently enjoy from existing digital cable or satellite providers in the U.S., Remember that last week we were talking about IPTV and you needed at least a six megabit connection. Yep. Marie won't understand it. No. I just uh, like making salads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need a, a six megabit uh, connection, so most people won't be able to take advantage of that, but Brett will. So if anyone wants anything taped, Brett's the man to speak to. <laughs> and lastly in the news, uh, British web Channel 4, see, that's what happens when I read things directly from Variety. They start throwing in words that make absolutely no sense. The British network Channel 4 is bracing itself for a barrage of flack in response to its docudrama, Death of a President, which depicts George Bush being assassinated <gasps> by a Syrian that sniper. so amazing. Did you see the footy, like the photo no, from no, it? No, I haven't seen oh, it. the photo looks incredible. Uh, it's a 90-minute film... Uh, that combines archive footage and stage scenes. It's premiering at the Toronto International Film Festival on September 10th. So keep your ears tuned for that one. Mm. I'm sure there's going to be quite a lot of backlash. I can't wait. And then I can't wait to see The Daily Show the next week. Mm. So exciting. (laughs) And that is the Box Cutters News. Hey, this is James Talia, and you're listening to the spot where you can find out everything good, bad, and otherwise on your box. It's the Box Cutters. And we're back on Box Cutters. It's all about television. We're going to talk to Marie Cardi. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm well. Oh, great. Thanks for coming. That's okay. Uh, and Marie's that. The, uh, the, <laughs> is that the segment? Yeah. The newest member of okay. the Green Guide writing family. Well, Very excitingly. Really? Yeah. On a trial basis for the moment. Well, I'm on, yeah, I'm on a four-week trial at the moment, but the first one was today and they seem pretty happy with it. So are you, are you, you cashing in on somebody's death? No. Okay, just, terrible way of no putting cashing. it. Just checking. Just has to do it because people have been selling Steve Irwin stuff on eBay, and eBay's oh, been yeah, so. So now it's just one. now it's just that's, in my mind. That's not it. They've set up. A, uh, they've also set up a couple of uh, wildlife charities. Fake fake wildlife mm. charities. Oh, really? That's yep. no good. But nobody's mm. nobody's doing anything for Ross Wanicki. Nobody, nobody's setting up any fake charities. Nobody. What selling charity any... would you set up for Ross Wanicki? Do you suppose uh, the uh, Let Poor People Have Foxtel charity? I don't know where to go with this at all. Now, uh, now, how did this come about? You're writing for uh, the Green Guide. Have, have you written for them before? No, never, never. I think it's a combination of the blog that I write, okay. which somehow after two years is finally paying off. Kaching column in the Green Guide, <laughs> and um, and also Nicole Brady, uh, who works there, was a big fan of Last Man Standing. And okay. Yeah, I think I think that's it, and I think they just wanted to get a young female voice in there, and mm-hmm. you know, tonally, I'm hopefully going to be a bit different. I mean, it's obviously going to be a bit different because I write different to Ross. And yeah, just yep. sort of yeah, try and. Make but that's it fantastic funny. to get it from on the strength of your blog. Essentially. Yeah, it's that's really good. There's been a couple of things recently um, through the blog, which is really good because that started off as the the years and the tears. You know, over the last couple of years the difference between not only not being anonymous anymore because I went through a period where it was anonymous and mm-hmm. my writing's really different then it's sort of probably a lot more bolshy and, and Andrew Bolt writing a piece on me which sort of made more people realise who I was and other people sort of exposing me and all that kind of stuff and it just being held accountable and also having the book show and mm-hmm. but to, to and I got the book show through the blog as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. so um, the, there was a researcher on the book show who read the blog so when they yep. were suggesting people she suggested me 
But to, to all of their eternal credit, no one has said, could you mind the language on the blog? Could you not write about this? Oh, could good. you blah, blah, blah? Mm-hmm. They've just sort of said, well, that's your outlet and, you know, how you are with us is what's important. So are you going to be doing the rewind column and the ratings or? No, just the rewind, which is now called back chat. Right. For, at, at the moment. So, but I'll do the four weeks and if they're happy with it and they want me to be happy with it as well, and hopefully it'll be a long and fruitful What ever happened to back chat on the ABC? I love backchat. Too, yeah. too, many, too many complaints. And the, the great um, the it was opening just music, b- 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 backchat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it got axed ages ago, friend. Mm. But you haven't gotten up to that in the tapes, so <laughs> that will happen. Uh, uh, can you mention box cutters? Because it's never been mentioned in the Green Guide. Can, oh, hang on. This is why I'm here, isn't it? It is I now. bring cake and all of a sudden it's, can you mention box cutters? I know Josh, you haven't opened Josh, the cake. This, How this, do I lead into that? begging for people to mention box Someone cutters. Someone mentioned it, it's, it's it in the stop. green guy. It's got to stop. Okay. Josh, if you really wanted it, you could just put an ad on your network. On Channel 10 there. I don't own Channel 10. <laughs> you do. Why didn't you? What, what was wrong with Secretary? For <laughs> God's sake. You know what? Two words. Lukewarm. Oh. Yeah. Really? I think that's one word. <laughs> Hey, um, no, no, Marie, no I, I, I spaced it out. I want to ask you about your writing <laughs> stuff yes. as well. Uh, could you give us a little rundown of what you've been doing in terms of your television writing since since Last Man Standing and, and where you're kind of going now? I, we touched on it last time you were here, yeah. but that was off air. And oh, I thought was maybe, it? I thought maybe we should talk about it. Uh, yeah, I'd like yeah. to talk about it. Well, I took six months off after Last Man Standing because I was mm-hmm. absolutely shattered, like mm-hmm. kind of just physically, you know, it was a really big job in a few years and having only been freelance before that to just have that one big block of work and office work and I'd never written and produced as well and so it was really mm-hmm. new. So I took six months off and thought, well, when that's over, I'll get back into it and then couldn't find any work when, once yeah. I decided to work again. Um, and all the shows that I would normally get a job like get a script on things like blue healers and stuff like that if you're a bit you know obviously you don't just do it because you're struggling but you, there are shows that you think you know, yep. i'll do an ep of that they're just not being made anymore i mean always greener was a really great earner for me and i really loved writing always greener <laughs> but they're just that's it there's all saints and mcleods i couldn't even get on the neighbors list they're just really? so they're yeah. so tight with the neighbors well list it must be it must be like the actors too in the same way you know there's so little work that yeah. that they've got the pick of the actors. Surely they must have the pick of the writers as well. Yeah, I'd say so. I think mm. Neighbours is very loyal to their writers as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I I mean, I wrote for Neighbours on and off for seven years. Okay. And I stopped. I, th- I can't remember what, but I had a job. It was either on the kid show that I wrote, Shortcuts or Last Man Standing. And Luke Devonish's script producer said, look, you're getting lots of other work now. You really don't need us anymore. And we want to give some new people a go. And Which is how I was given a go on there. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a bit um, startling, really. And I started thinking, what else can I do? And usually most of the money I would make is through development. So through someone saying, I've got this idea for a kid series. Would you do a week storylining? You know, so you might just get a week storylining or you might go from that to write the Bible. And mm-hmm. so that's another little bit of work. And so mm-hmm. um, I've got a lot more of that stuff in coming in now, which is really good. And okay. lots of different kinds. Now, so. for people new to TV, that's not the actual Bible. That's No, no, no. I'd be in big trouble if I had to write the actual Bible. I only know <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah because it's rude. Um, <laughs> so that's just a list of rules for the show. Yeah, the Bible is generally kind of character breakdowns. It's kind of the, the sales document, the lots pitch of document. Backstory. Yeah, just... It's it's selling the show to a network, so it's in this sort of palatable form, you, and so that they know you've got enough that if they give you.
you money, you can develop a series further. So that's kind of what I'm doing a lot of at the moment. And For um, other people or for your own ideas? A bit of both. Mm-hmm. I've sort of, uh, the, my editor, Kirsty and I have applied for some funding from Film Vic mm-hmm. and um, – the AFC, did we go for? No. Um, yeah, and for a kid's show and a grown-up show. I'm waiting to hear about that. But in the meantime, we're, we're developing just heaps of different stuff, like a eight-part comedy series, and we're writing a feature film treatment for someone, and mm-hmm. a kid's show that I worked on six years ago is now getting some interest from the ABC. So all these things that... Once you put them all out there, and we did when when I couldn't get any work, we sat down and just came up with about twelve shows, mm-hmm. put them into a kind of three or four page sales document, and then just put them out there, and just thought, well, one of them has got to catch eventually, even if it's just in a developmental stage. Yeah, fantastic. So that and um, Green Guide and Book Show. Did you happen busy. to submit anything for Two Twisted? No, I didn't. I didn't. But I submitted. I got one on Marks and Venus. I got a script on Marks and Venus, which was a script initiative for SBS, which was really interesting. It was a show. I can't remember how I found out about it, but it's the little five-minute um, episodes with two casts shot in the one location or shot in studio, and uh, they pretty much they had the actors doing these little two-piece monologues on um, two-camera monologues on the website. So you went mm-hmm. and had a look at them, mm-hmm. and you got to know the characters. And then you pretty much just came up with five-minute scripts. So I submitted three and got one on there, but they're tw- I think they did doing twenty-five episodes. Mm-hmm. So that's all these little things that you know. You, you try for yeah put your hand up for yeah now you haven't seen book club yet no you've been I haven't on two seen episodes it. I know you, I know and you haven't seen it yet no I, I haven't it's on the same time as my radio show my media takeover I'm competing against myself I want to I want to <laughs> talk to you about about last last week's book club yeah uh, Tuesday night uh it seemed to me and this was the first time I had had a chance to watch a whole episode mm-hmm. didn't get a chance the first time it seems to me that if you disagree with the choice of book people just hate you in the room uh, but there's there's so so much hate for disagreement I, I don't know i realized that i mean i haven't seen it but the first show a couple of people said to me what happened with you and jackie weaver did you have a big punch on afterwards and I, was, I couldn't think of anything and i don't want to sound like michael from big brother but they might edit it in a way that makes <laughs> it look like there's a lot more going on there is i always feel like it's a really lively Passionate, interested, interesting oh, discussion. The next day in the Herald Sun, she called you a whore. Maybe. That- oh yeah, yeah, but that's just that's an old rivalry, you know. Right. Darren, I don't want to talk about it, but okay. you know, I stole her man. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of. I I didn't think there was hate. I mean, I absolutely hated one of the books that we talked about, Longitude, and I don't think Jennifer Byrne realised how much I hated it. She <laughs> turned on me, but it's never. It's never there's never a bad feeling. Prue Goward was amazing. She sledged me before we went on air, which really? I found fascinating, <laughs> absolutely fascinating. But I don't think she was very comfortable being in the lefty ABC environment, and I was really kind of open to meet her. And just before we went on, she told me, uh, she said, "You know, you're going to hate me for saying this, but you are the spitting image of Melanie Howard." And and I kind of just you know, she, I was just taking that on board, and I said, "Well, she's apparently got nice boobs." She said, "Yes, yeah, she does. She's very sexy." And I thought that was good. And then she goes. Anyway, this whole buck tooth thing going on. Anyway, see ya, great show. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was standing there, I was sort of standing there on my own going, Did she just, she just sledged me. She, Prue Gower, sledged me. I, which I thought was hilarious. And, you know, more power to her. She just tried to cut me off at the knees. So the, Let's talk about books. Um, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Dang, that's so, for your granddad. And yeah, I know. Yeah. So you just think it's going to be this kind of mild-mannered book show, but they're sledging. 
The ABC cut you off as well. I don't know if you saw. Oh. You had a copy of your book yeah, for next week. Yeah, the Rachel week. Papers. Someone told me that. They Which, didn't show my booby copy. No, they didn't show your booby copy. You're holding up your copy with the naked uh, naked torso on yeah. there. And, they're sh- and they quickly cut to a graphic of a very different <gasps> cover. That's so hilarious. Well, next month when I bring in that copy yep. and wave it around, <laughs> make lots of references to the boobies on the cover. The other thing I want to say is, uh, is I think you're all too good. I oh. think if it was a real book club, you'd have somebody who hadn't read the book who was just there trying to fake it. Yeah. I think you should have somebody there Saffron who... Saffron clearly hadn't read Longitude. Yeah. He's had nothing to say about <laughs> it. Obvious. Fakey, fakey. I, I think he just, uh, I think he just shot his load with... Uh, oh, yeah, he was exhausted with the after of the, the wind. Yeah. <laughs> also, apparently on his, uh, on his radio show, he was saying how much he hated it and how he just didn't want to keep reading it, didn't want to finish it. You have to. I mean, I didn't want to finish Longitude. I got to the point with Longitude where I... The weekend before I was... I just hated it. The weekend before the show, I sat down with it and I actually said out loud, look, Longitude, I don't like you and you don't like me, but we've got to finish this, so let's just do it, you know. I, I had to, to do a, a similar thing. I had to uh, interview Cecilia Ahern, whose books, really, not for me. No. They're kind of for a 16-year-old girl. Oh. Kind of. You but have not the heart in- of a 16-year-old Thanks. girl. Thanks. Thanks. And the boobs. Uh <laughs> The, uh, I go to the gym. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, sometimes you just have to do it. You just have to sit down and, and plough through it. Yeah. But then to – how do you talk about it on – Well, I mean, that's what like, the debate ensues, I suppose. Oh, yeah. The main thing I was worried about because they wanted me to bring a book for the next month's show and I, I'm a new convert to Martin Amos, but uh, The Rachel Papers isn't my favourite book of his. But it's got Dexter Fletcher in it. Well, and I didn't even know that oh. until recently, so I'm very excited. I don't know if I want to see it. But originally we would uh, we were arguing about one book as a modern classic, mm. you know, which was what yeah. the case was mm. with Psycho. But they've kind of loosened the structure of that a bit because um, I think it would be – it's just going to pin everyone into a corner. And I wasn't going to stand on a pedestal and go, the Rachel Papers is a modern classic. I think it's a yeah. great springboard for a great writer and it was, mm. shows his first book. But I thought if I'm there – defending it as a modern classic and someone says well no it isn't i'd go yeah right you know yeah you're right so yeah. i think i mean i'm happy to defend it as a book that i love yeah and i'm hoping they bring in someone that hates it <laughs> i think jason steeg is going to hate it i've made a bet with him i made a bet with him on the plane on the way home that he was going to hate <laughs> is, that's Papers. the uh, the literary editor for, yes. for the age yes i hate him <gasps> only only Why? from seeing him on the book show he's a sweetheart I, there are things that he said that just made me go you and I, we're not friends. Really? He's my new best friend. Really? Yeah, we've become, we've formed this really unlikely and lovely friendship. I mean, look at him. He's sort of this very, very well-spoken, beautifully spoken, this very man. We sit on the plane together and eat donuts. We're kind of, you well, know, no, no, slumber parties. Seems to me like he speaks out of his ass. No. We should never go on a triple date. No. Never. Well, that would be awkward for everyone, the, yeah. I think. <laughs> Are you going to sit in the middle? I don't know. Pass the popcorn, Steger. Can we see snakes on a plane? Yes. All right, done. Asps on an aircraft. Did you hear? Who's the clever dick film reviewer in the Herald Sun who's called it Asps on an aircraft? Mm. Uh, yes. No, Jason Steger is a delight, a true delight. All right. Well, I'll, I'll keep that in mind for next time. Mm. Well, th- thanks for that chat, Marie. You're welcome. We'll, we'll be back with some I Don't Buy It. Are you one of those that follows the answer? Pepsi is putting coke into their ass. I can talk as much as I want. This is Ricardo Montalbano. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and go down on you. I don't buy it. You know what I don't buy? What don't you buy? I don't buy how quickly Marie left the studio. Soon. We. Yeah, just. 
We didn't even have a chance to have cake. No. Thanks, thanks, Marie. And she's out of here. Chuck us one over. She's a she's a pleasure to have on the show. No, I'm not chucking you one, Brett, because you, there's no eating on air. Remember? She's a pleasure to have on the show. Isn't no, she just? Don't you remember the? Isn't she just? If only, that if only we could have her for a whole show. Oh, one day. One day. One day that will happen. One day, uh, Brett, you're not buying something. I've, uh, there's a couple of things I don't buy this week. Very quickly, uh, the Domino's ad. Have you seen it? No. Did you hear about this? Did you see this? No. No, but it's, there's so much I don't buy about Domino's ads. They go through uh, all their deals on offer while there's some generic dance music of the type that the young people are listening to today. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Then it cuts to these four people near the back of a car dancing just apropos of nothing in bikinis and board shorts, completely out of time with the music. Ah, right. So gratuitous bikini use, and just yeah, obviously they didn't have the music signed off when they were shooting the clip, so they they didn't have, even have the right BPM for the freaking ad when they were shooting it, and uh, yeah, they thought that was good enough. It's not Domino's, <laughs> and that's I have to say, yeah, that's bad. Yep. But that's not the worst thing about the Domino's ads. I think the worst thing about the Domino's ads are all the kind of mutant pizzas. That they advertise with. There's one that they have that has cheese between two layers of uh, of, of pastry. Mm-hmm. Well, let's call it dough. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and they kind of cut the pizza open, and the cheese oozes out, and it kind of looks like the pizza's bleeding cheese. <laughs> well, it is. Uh, well, yes, but it it actually looks. That's like why it's, it's called a cheese bleeding pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Sometimes it is the obvious thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is one eight hundred reverse, where uh, a girl has a new tat that she's showing off to her girlfriends. One of the friends asks, "Won't your mum be mad?" The girl says, "Mum, help her design it." She checks it out in the mirror, and it's a perfect one eight hundred reverse logo in the reflection, meaning it's done in reverse on her skin. Oh no, Kelsu, please. I don't understand it. Why would her mother help her design? A one eight hundred logo in reverse to put on on the back of her hip. I think you're nitpicking, so that, Brett. It's it's so not even like she never loses the number. She always knows how to call home. I think mm. I actually think. It's oh crazy. look, I'm, I'm with you. I don't buy it, but I'm, I'm just trying to find some sense. Her mother's a nasty bitch <laughs> who wanted to play a terrible trick on her daughter who wanted to get a tattoo. <gasps> her mother's a tattooist. <laughs> The friends wouldn't ask her, wouldn't, won't her bit mum be mad wait, if she's wait, wait. a tattooist? Are Adam and Eve No, but this, is, this, is, this isn't... <laughs> Cleopatra's a cat. <laughs> this, isn't a, this isn't a particularly close friend. It's just a passing acquaintance. Uh-huh. So she doesn't know Don't about... Don't try and justify She the, doesn't know about the hippie mum who's the tattooist. Maybe the mother is a midget if and she so was, she could only press a certain button on the elevator <laughs> and then uh, had to walk up the rest of the steps. Uh, if she was a hippie tattooist, it would be in henna. On her hand. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Except Not a hippie. Biker. A biker. That's it. A biker tattooist. In a, a crack whore of, biker in, mole. In, mum. in a puddle of water. See, I think now we all buy that ad. It makes perfect sense. No, I still don't buy it. Hi, I'm Ryan Shelton, Box Cutters' favourite ever guest. And uh, I've really enjoyed myself on Box Cutters. So listen as much as you can because um, I'll be having it on loop on my iPod. He does. He does have it on loop. I bumped into him the other day, and yeah. Yeah. What, what are you doing, listening to box cutters? You know, the strange thing was, I, I thought it was a bit rude. He wouldn't take the earbuds out of his ears. He loves it that much. Yep. Oh, he really, really does. Yep. 
Thanks, Ryan. Hey, uh, the whole show or just the music? The whole show. Oh, he's got the whole show. He's got the whole show on loop constantly. It's just his interview. Ah, right. And I think he's just edited the rest of us out and he just listens to his own voice. Maybe that's fair enough because he's he's funny like that. Yeah, Yeah. that that makes perfect sense. Mm. Uh, Earlier this week, there was the tragic news that Steve Irwin uh, was killed by a stingray. How did that not make the news? Because it's obvious. Because everybody knows it. Because it's been on every news service in every country you you could think of. Did you see crocodiles climbed onto the masthead on the blog? I did notice that. Yeah. I, uh, no, I, I, I haven't seen it because I uh, read the blog through blog lines. No, so. no longer a hunter to get rid of them. The ah, crocodiles are appearing everywhere. Yeah, yes. that, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect They're sense. They're loose. They're loose. And, you know, it, it was a sad thing, a very sad thing, a tragic way to, to die, but clearly he's, uh, he's died doing what he did for a living. And oh, Good, I'm glad you're not going to go all Jermaine Greer on us. No, God, God, no. Okay, okay, keep no, going. Keep no, going. no, no, no. I'm, I'm, but what you want to talk about what is I want to talk- the media coverage of it, seeing that this is a show about television. About television. Well, both Channel 9 and Channel 7 had a Steve Irwin tribute. Well, I'm not entirely sure that's true. Channel well, as 9, did the ABC. Channel 9 had a Steve Irwin tribute. Channel 7 had a spoiler. A, a spoiler? What, Steve Irwin's dead? No, no, no. They, they, they ran their... Oh, they ran theirs the day before. The day before. Hastily edited. Mel and Koshy. The day it, it happened. Was, it was such... No, I think it was... Seven it, were playing it on Monday. No, no. So seven... Yeah, was but nine... The, the, the half-hour tribute. It was on Tuesday night at eight o'clock. And at five o'clock... This is a half-hour tribute with Mel and Koshy, everybody's favourite Channel 7 celebrities. Mm-hmm. And they had so much content that they edited bits of... The earlier that night's news of children laying flowers at Australia Zoo to uh, to a James Blunt song that went for about fifteen minutes, and they had, were so stocked for content, they had segments like, "Here's a few emails people have sent us that we're going to read out." Yes, it was absolutely terrible. I think it was actually offensive. And uh, the thing is, okay, Steve Irwin died on Monday. Mm-hmm. At about five o'clock on Monday night, Channel Nine, who I think was sh- they showed the Crocodile Hunter. Uh, I think oh, was- they've showed some. Yeah, yeah, yep. they showed episodes they've of shown the Crocodile. Some. Yep. I thought it was on Crocodile team. Hunter. Uh, no, you're thinking of Totally Wild. No, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure it's a Saturday or Sunday afternoon show on Channel Nine. Anyway, anyway, I think anyway. So. anyway, so they they he's, had he's done a range of shows, so it could be possibly be on both networks. But Channel Nine say, okay, well, uh, our stablemate. Uh, is uh, is is gone. We're going to have a tribute show on Wednesday night. They release a media release at about five o'clock mm-hmm. on Monday, mm-hmm. and then with no warning, Channel Seven on Tuesday suddenly out of nowhere have this half hour tribute show yep. with Mel and Koshy really not knowing what to do. It was almost like uh, an episode of uh, Quiz Monkey Clone, right? And you know, it's just just ridiculous. Not only that. Naomi Robson. Yes. Now this <laughs> this is my uh, my favourite story from from a tragic week. <laughs> Naomi Robson. Do the words khaki madness come in here? <laughs> As a tribute, wore a khaki safari type shirt <laughs> like the one Steve Irwin always wore. Not only that, on her shoulder, <laughs> on her left shoulder, she had. A small gecko. 
What the hell was going on there? Now Who she, told her that was a good idea? Well, well, she actually defended the move and said... Of course she, she did. She unequivocally, how do you say that word? Apologised. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying that uh, it wasn't meant to offend and in no way it was her fault. It was Joe the cameraman again. No, oh. no. It was the person who packs her bags whenever oh, she goes in. Oh, backpacker. <laughs> of course. The because, host was apparently unaware her of her on-air outfit would be until just before the cameras rolled. So she's wandering around stark naked, <laughs> waiting for Joe the cameraman to be ready. And Joe goes, okay, Naomi, in 10. And she opens up her suitcase and puts on the clothes. Oh, my God. Car key. Quote. Too late to do anything. Oh, Quote. my God. Who packed this lizard? <laughs> Quote. It was all just too quick. No, uh, the lizard, she added, yeah. <laughs> was given to her by a young Irwin fan who brought along his reptile collection. He wanted his dragon lizard on air and somebody thought it would be a good idea. I didn't have the heart to tell him no. I ask, isn't that what show producers are for? <laughs> she doesn't have to say no to anybody No, she doesn't That's what producers are for yeah. No, kid, that's a bad idea She's going to look like an idiot you, you know how you're trying to get everyone to make a mention of box cutters You should go to Naomi Robson and say Put us on the air Clearly she can't say no Ah, oh, that's a great idea Either that no, or no. go with the lizard <laughs> I don't think Josh is cute enough I think you need to take your child down there <laughs> I'll take, yeah, okay I'll take Fry and the lizard And uh, and get her to mention box but cutters But I, I love Naomi's... Uh, Excuse of, I'm just a girl who can't say no. <laughs> uh, she so didn't want to hurt his feelings, so she put the lizard on her shoulder and had no time to remove it before the next live cross. Channel 9. <laughs> oh, crap, we're about to go to air and this lizard's on my shoulder. What am I going to do? Oh, you're on, Naomi. Channel have you seen 9. The yes, yes, I've se- I saw yep. the footage. I, it, it was terrible. Channel 9 on Wednesday night mm-hmm. had a one hour tribute to Steve Irwin where they actually interviewed some of Steve Irwin's friends. Yes. A novel idea. Yes. Uh, including Magda, Magda Jabansky, who was a big fan of Irwin's. They met while doing the Crocodile Hunter movie, mm-hmm. and uh, they remained friends afterwards, and that was nice and fitting and, and made a lot of sense. And then Ray Martin started asking Steve Irwin's manager about who's going to get the money. And that was just weird. Mm. What the money I mean, for? What like, like the, the inheritance? Yes. Well, family. Yeah, but oh, but clearly Bindi's too young to you know do anything with it. I, I, and Terry's I, just a stupid American. Is that what he was inferring? I think so. There was no mm. mention of Terry. It was just it was really weird content. It was in the yeah. last ten minutes, so a lot of people may have turned off by then. Uh, it didn't rate very well, but clearly Channel Nine didn't care. I mean, they were uh, doing a, a tribute. But they uh, they had some. Reality TV thing up against it about I can't even remember some just a ridiculous program that was just waiting to get canned anyway. It wasn't McLeod's daughters, right? It was something else that, that they had that was just a one-off that they obviously had no that, problem boning. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, that that kind of it was a, a really nice idea, and lots of people are being very emotive, and then that just left us with a bad taste in our mouths. Mm, mm. Uh, I didn't really get it. How long before the footage of him dying pops up on YouTube? Uh, apparently, it's already somewhere on the internet. I don't oh, think. Really? I think it's not. I th- it, that's that's what I heard this morning. Okay, where did uh, you that's, hear that? That somebody from from the police department must have leaked it. Yeah, and uh, and it's appeared somewhere. I don't think it would appear on YouTube because okay. YouTube would take it off very quickly. Okay, well, Google videos. But yeah, it 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 would appear, you know, on personal websites and and things like that. I'm I'm sure. 
Mm. It's only a matter of time before it pops up, isn't it? Yeah. Probably Mm. the same places that have the celebrity sex tape video things. Oh, you think? Yeah. Okay. One Night in Paris, Attack of the Stingray type deal. Yeah. Maybe McPherson, um, various Big Brother contestants. Does that mean mean at some point I'm going to be able to have it as my screensaver on my phone? Sure. Is that what you think? Right. Sure. I don't know. You know, it's a a, a terrible way to go, and uh, I really enjoyed... Steve Irwin's appearances on uh, on television, particularly on talk shows, mm-hmm. I think he uh, he had a lot of fun when he was on Leno, when he was on Conan, when he was on Letterman, uh, Oscar, uh, Logies at the Logies when he was on uh, when he was on Rove, and he tackled a blow up crocodile. Better than uh, better than him getting hit by a car and dying that way. Yeah. yeah, you know it's it's fitting, but then there should also be fitting tributes, and mm. uh, you know. Both networks kind of left me with a bit of a, no, not really. Hello and welcome to Today Tonight. Soap and water. Hello and I'm Naomi Robson. Swearing. Speak of the devil. Exactly. And she appears. You say her name three times and she's on. (sighs) Yes, this is Ray Watch and... uh, Or Beetlejuice Watch. Half of my content (laughs) has been stopped all over. That's good because you've only got half Just the time. Just out of that. But I did happen to catch a, a smidgen of a current affair last night, which had some dude uh, filling in hosting for somebody, whoever normally does it, um, interviewing Jermaine Greer. Oh, yeah. Right. Over her comments on Steve Irwin and how terrible a man he was because he terrorised the animals that made him famous. She claims that obviously he was doing the same with the stingray that got him, even though the police and his buddy have explicitly stated otherwise. Um, she was she was saying uh, going on about his idiocy and you know people that uh, having a go at people that that were into Steve Irwin and uh, the the dude in the studio's comeback was so you're calling the average Australian an idiot of all when, the things he could take offence at <laughs> of all the things it went on for some time and then and then uh, he wound up the interview and had the obvious last word. Um, basically calling her a, a, a know-it-all harlot who's just into self-promotion. Um, I do question why Jermaine Greer is bothered to come out. Uh, it, like, be, apart from self-promotion. Because she what, hasn't been in... She she, well, she, no, she hasn't been in the media since her whole little boy thing. Little boy? Yeah, she wrote... Uh, she published a, a book of photos about how beautiful boys are. Uh, was that after her UK celebrity Big Brother where she voted herself out of the house? <laughs> Know about yeah, that. yeah. Oh my god. Mm. Yeah, she. I mean, she's lived in the UK for years, and, yes. and she's. It was, her, it was her public persona is public uh, consciousness is a lot higher over there. It was very quick too after his death. I think it was within twelve hours. She either wrote the column or it came out to press. It was very, very, very sudden. Oh, but so he just called her a harlot and got her off TV. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I question why they had her on in the first place. Yes. Apart you know, from to call her a harlot. Ap- yeah. Apart from that. Could have uh, been a shorter interview. <laughs> harlot! <laughs> and we'll be back. <laughs> oh, I would love that so much. I would love that so much. Uh, let's, uh, you know what? I think it's time we did some letters to box cutters. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. 
talk is on the table. At some point during the, you know, I'm not even going to go into it. I'm, I'm confused. though. is it pork time or is it? It's letters, letters time. Letters Why don't we do? Time. Let's do. Let's do. Let's a do it all as one. Let's do two letters in pork. I think there's there's two two good letters. Just meld can... the two segments together. Well, I just quickly wanted to say uh, we got one from my dad. Yes, who Steve. Said, uh, you've made it through a whole year. Awesome. Keep it up. He has the enviable box cutter's name of Tebow. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So uh, so that's pretty good. We also got one from Pants Pants Box Cutter, who uh, had a lot to say, but. Her, one of the main things that she said was her top five dramas. She gave us her top five dramas in uh, based on last week's show when we were talking about... Uh, I asked the guys to rate their dramas from those four I mentioned. Anyway, her f- top five dramas are 24, House, The Shield, Ghost in the Shell. Oh, really? Law and Order, SVU. So Ghost in the Shell and not Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex? No, it's Ghost in the Shell Standalone okay. Complex. Law and Order and SV or Law and Order SVU. Law and Order SVU. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. She doesn't like any other of the. Uh, hey, we don't know Law if Pants is. We don't know what Pants's gender is. Well, uh, I think it's probably uh, uh, Anna features as part of her email address. Oh, I, so I I'm assuming. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's Australian national. Never mind. It's a bit of a red dress. <laughs> <laughs> I got a student number here. <laughs> yeah, what? Read the student number at. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. No, no, you don't have to read the whole number. Where, where's the student number at? Oh, anu.edu.au. See, Anna. That's not Anna. <laughs> it's Anu. It's Australian National University. <laughs> anu. <laughs> uh, do we have uh, Do we have more uh, birthday greetings? Uh, is this birthday greetings? I don't know. We've got some birthday greetings. Um, from Chad. Oh. Hi, guys. Okay, enough with the niceties. Uh, Josh yeah, uh, happy birthday could have been nice, Chad. Yeah, thanks. I should have said Pants said happy birthday as well. Oh, happy see? anniversary. Thanks, Pants. Uh, can you tell your minions that Channel 10 to stop showing you episodes in the with repeated episodes from shows such as House and NCIS? Hey, hang on. I think stop that, that again. Uh, can can you-, you tell your minions at Channel 10 because you own the network to show stop showing new episodes interspersed with repeat episodes for shows such as House and NCIS? Yes, Chad, Josh will do that for that, us. That sounds very similar to Deirdre's complaint from last week. I don't know how many times I can say this. I don't own Channel 10. He's lying. However, later on in the... You can the, see uh, in his face. Check out the video podcast. Later on in the, in the letter, he calls me something else. Doesn't he call me God of Channel 10? <laughs> Josh, as the God of 10, it is your responsibility, your duty. Make the repeats stop. So I've gone from... Because I, I, I've listened to a few weeks in, uh, uh, in a row. Uh, uh. I've gone from working at Channel 10 to being the boss of Channel 10 to now being the God of Channel 10 because Channel 10, for some reason, have their own deity. <laughs> <laughs> and as a PS, and don't try to sneak one through with some crap about an encore presentation. You can fuck right off with that one. They were encore presentations, Chad. They were. <laughs> they were repeats. There's dis- no such thing as encore presentation. I discussed that with the archangels of 10. <laughs> hey, uh, we also got a letter from Kerry Boxcutter yes. who wanted to say that uh, she was listening to last week's show about our speculations about the number of viewers drastically dropping off after 9.30. And she pointed out that it's not just the very young or the very old. She said lots of people in their 20s and 30s are in bed by 10 o'clock. Uh, she goes on to go on more with that list of people that she knows 
not by name, of course, but list people that she knows who who do go to bed early and that kind of thing. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, I, I actually said that last week and I was completely wrong. I think she's spot on. I think a lot of people do actually go to bed quite early before a lot of the later shows are on. But this just exposes a problem with the ratings system that we've talked about before, VCRs or... Or PVRs, PVRs or DVD recorders or anything like lots that. Lots of people take stuff. Lots of people take stuff. Again, to use uh, my wife Deirdre as an example, she is usually in bed by 9, 9.30 at the latest, but she watches lots of shows on after that. Yeah. But according to the ratings, she doesn't count. Well, that's, that's a good, that's a good, good, good point. Yeah, From thanks, thanks Kerry. Alex Boxcutter. Hi, boys. Happy birthday. Thanks, I just, Alex. I just put that bit in about the happy birthday. Oh, I tell you, Eddie is a friggin' idiot. He's totally gutting the network. I never really cared either way about Brisbane Extras host Ross Burnett, but after 10 years to just be sacked like this is crazy. This, Yana, Letterman, and the vicious slashing of shows after minimal time. I mean, what is he playing at? Thank God we never did that at Channel 10. <laughs> hey, uh, since, we're, since we're through letters and we're... Oh, no, 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 we're not through letters. Oh, sorry. One more, one very important. This, this came through today from uh, Peter, a loyal listener, Peter. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it was uh, yesterday or the day before. I only got it today. Good riddance to the dickhead. This is re Steve Irwin's <laughs> death. Good riddance <laughs> to this dickhead. Do you remember his comments about Senator Bob Brown after George W. Bush's visit to Australia? Young Bindi is finally safe from being dangled in front of Crocs for the amusement of tourists. It was actually Bob. It, Bob was dangled, not Bindi. Oh, really? Yeah. Young yeah. Bob. The baby Bob. The baby Bob yeah. was dangled. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Have you seen Bindi's face? Yeah. It looks like she's been dangled a few times. <laughs> <laughs> is that wrong? Is that wrong? That's now, uh, the, the Bob Brown comments that uh, Peter refers to... Uh, uh, when George W. Bush toured Australia, Bob Brown said something uh, about how useless it was. And in an interview, uh, Steve Irwin was asked... This is, uh, an they protested. On, the Greens protested when uh, Bush spoke. Yes. And they, all they, the they Liberals... At Parliament. All they, the Liberals st- stood in a security cordon around the president. Yes. <laughs> yes. And wouldn't let him... To stop the Greens getting up to uh, it. And uh, Stephen was interviewed on A Current Affair and asked what he thought of uh, Bob Brown's comments and uh, and actions, and he said something like, oh, he needs to be taken around back and belted. Mm. Something, something like that. that. Mm. Uh, so, Peter, we, uh, we take your sentiments, although don't necessarily agree with them. No, well, well I, I agree on that kind of front in a way, but, you know... Steve, this is, this is Steve Brett Irwin. talking, not Ross. Steve Irwin. <laughs> It'd be a hell of a time for people to mix our voices up. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Irwin just wasn't a political animal. I don't think he understood. The, I don't think the, he should have ever been asked the question. And, no. And we also have to remember, he kind of came from Pauline Hanson country. No, he came from Essendon. Not when that interview was done. Well, no. But originally he came from Essendon. Really? Yeah. Not many crocs in Essendon. Hey, uh, a little bit of pork. Yeah. Oh. Are we oh. up to pork, Tom? Well, yeah, let's, pork. let's have a demarcation here. Okay. There you go. You can go now. Okay, excellent. Box, Box cutters. <laughs> Have you guys noticed any particularly annoying jingles on uh, on ads at the moment? La 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 la. Quotes. <laughs> la, 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 la. They're not our jingles. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, no. The three the three mobile tune that's been on for a while. How's it go? Three. Oh, the magic number. <gasps> 
Well, that's an old song. I know, but it's it's terribly annoying, especially in bite-sized little bits that you get, and they played it constantly during Big Brother. Does it get into your head and you can't get it out? Well, it used to, but now the bloody Red Rooster theme is going into my head. Australia? No, 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 no. It's got to be red. It's got to be red. No. Oh, okay. I've woken up singing, it's got to be red. It's got to be red. It's got to be red. And does he go, hmm, I think Ross feels like chicken tonight? No. I don't think I've ever been to Red Rooster in my life. And I have no intention of going now. I just want to smash the television every time that song comes on. Okay, but I won't do it anyway. Yeah, don't. Don't. It's, it's, it's really not worth it. Hey, I got a, a media release from Channel 9 uh, earlier today. Mm-hmm. Now, we were speculating about whether or not Sunday would be going down the drain with uh, Yana going and the new format and everything mm-hmm. like that. This, uh, this pre- uh, media release really put my mind at ease. Uh, this Sunday, uh, September 10th, on Sunday from 8am to 10am, mm-hmm. Australia under threat. Are we ready? And would the PM shoot down a plane? <laughs> so they're not going sensational at all with, uh, with anything. No, not that's, at all. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, hey, small victory for box cutters. Hooray! At boxcutters.net is the email you should send stuff to. There's the email address. After my one-man crusade, SBS is showing the full top gear. It's not your one-man crusade. We had another listener who wrote in who said that they were also questioning that. To SBS. And we had I a was couple. the one taking on SBS. No, 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 no. no we had a couple of people. I was the one somebody, taking on SBS. Somebody saw something on the back chat on equivalent SBS of SBS chat. and it wasn't from it, you. No, it wasn't Brett Cropley. Yeah, come wasn't on. Wasn't there you something know what? in the green card like, as well in the letter? <laughs> like, hey, but I led the charge. I was the first one. <laughs> That's true. He yeah. was there with the sword on the horse going, I'll give you that. Charge! I'll give you that. Anyway, so what have they decided to do? We got the full Top Gear on Monday night, just including a, just as a one-off star, star in, in a reasonably, reasonably priced, priced car. car. Just as a one-off, or is it an ongoing? Thing? Hopefully, it's going to be ongoing. I, that's quite a thing for that's quite a thing for SBS to be changing. I can't imagine any other network doing that. Well, it was just a check from them anyway, because they had to find some short to fill up the time gap. And yeah, but they've got. A pre-packaged version of it that they're all ready to show. Or maybe it's a bit they just rang up SP, uh, uh, the BBC and said, "Hey, we actually want the full thing." It's still a hassle. But, but you're not right. like they're editing it you're on right, the fly. Though, no other network would do that. No chance. They no just chance. go, "Oh, that's what we were given." Yeah. I mean, they even do that when they show episodes out of order, mm-hmm. and it's so easy to find out what the correct order of episodes is these days. Simpsons, gonna, my name is Earl. Just go to TV.com. They just say, order. "Oh, that's just the the order that we re- we received them in." Shit. The worst, the worst case I ever saw of that. I don't know if uh, if our listeners remember, but a show that was on about ten years ago called American Gothic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They that just, was excellent. They just showed that randomly, which is Some, which is great somebody actually. It didn't, it didn't have any no. any story at all. American <laughs> no, Gothic. It, it was no. very confusing when uh, when characters came back from the dead who weren't supposed to. Yes. Uh, somebody actually wrote into the Green Guy because that was in the days well before the internet was invented. Uh, so they sent a letter. So like, they, no, no, no. I meant you couldn't find out the order. So ah. somebody wrote a letter into the uh, into the Green Guide and listed the order that they'd played them in, and it was literally something like one thirteen ten ten eight ten and then five. Were, 
And then they were surprised that nobody watched it. Why did they show episode 10 so often? Well, I don't know. It was an encore presentation. (laughs) Ask Josh. Yes. (laughs) Ah, excellent. Excellent. Any more pork? Yeah. Go. David Tench last week down to uh, 800,000 viewers nationally. That's because it's not very good. Well, does this... this Last week's one was pretty weak. But actually, Nick Lackey it, and, and... No, no, no that uh, was the week before. I'm last just, week was... Uh, can, well, no, no, last week was Nick Lackey. Is it, it was the second episode last week. No, no, it was the third because it was Claudia Carvin. It was, it was Claudia Carvin. It was Claudia Carvin and uh, uh, one of the people from Idol. Mm. One, one of the... I know, I know Channel 10 is committed to it and I know it comes from good stock coming from Andrew Denton and whatnot, but is this... It, surely it's got to be in trouble. 800,000 nationally. You know what? It's a very hard show to watch. What do you mean, Ross? It can't be. Just just because it's not going along the lines of the freaking insanity that's been going on so far this year, just because it gets down to 800 for one episode doesn't mean it's the freaking death knell for it. Let let the program have a go. You know what? The, the wait, way- wait, 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 wait. He's, <laughs> he's in charge of Channel 10. Why are you attacking me over this? I'm the- just saying it goes to form Ross, that Ross- when a show rates that badly... It is likely don't to get cut. Don't encourage them. The wedge. <laughs> they don't need encouragement. Okay. <laughs> the wedge is now rating something like a twenty-six, which is twenty-six percent of all viewers at the time, which is abysmal, absolutely abysmal, uh, and it's been renewed for a, another season. So, I really think that uh, Channel Ten are probably going to wait until Tench drops a lot further. My big problem with Tench is that I just find it really difficult to watch. Mm. It's the the whole thing about the the guests being tiny in that two shot mm. and it just it looks like they're nowhere near and looking off at a monitor on the other side they, of the they, desk. They all look a little bemused. None yeah. of them none of them really seem that interactive with Tench. They all kind of look, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, like it's a like they're involved in some sort of skit that's gone a little wrong. And that's, and that's what it seems like. It seems mm. like a, a skit that's gone a little wrong. I don't think Tench himself is likeable, which is a big problem. And uh, it's it's hard to get... I mean, there was a, an article in the Preview magazine, which comes out in The Age and probably the Sydney equivalent uh, on a Sunday. And, uh, and they were talking about how Tench just gets different things out of his... Uh, out of his interviewees because he takes it from a completely different angle. No, I think he just gets some gibberish out of them. Mm. Out of the, I think, two or three interviews, I think there were two on that night that I saw Tench do, I was left with nothing. I knew nothing about his guests. This show's not about his guests. It's all about David Tench. Yeah, but he's not likeable. So It's a big joke like that. You're right. You're very quick to defend him. You jump on me for suggesting that, for 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 essentially being the one. The networks who's, don't need to be encouraged to cut something after two or three episodes. I'm not looking. And forward. Channel Ten aren't, aren't I a big cutter. I am not cutter. looking forward to next week if he gets cut or whenever he gets cut. You, you're going to you be blaming in tears. me. No, him blaming me. It's not going to be my fault. I'm we, just. Saying. You're talking to the network head here. Okay, you've, you've got more power than you realise. <laughs> he's not even going to know next week that it's been cut because he still thinks that last week's episode was the that's, episode from two weeks ago because he hasn't caught up yet. That's true. Yes, I will because I have excellent news sources that will tell me. Hey, uh, Celeb Survivor was down quite a bit too, but it's still pushing the million mark at the moment. Oh, that's good. Well, and they're up against each other. They are up that's, against each other. That's interesting. And that brings us to the end. Sorry, I, I actually meant that's interesting. No, I What's, didn't mean to sound condescending when I... 
Oh, that's nothing compared to what oh, I've been getting from Brett. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what's on? Uh, what's on Channel Seven? Uh, uh, tw- so on Channel Nine at eight thirty. Uh, uh, probably a CSI or something. That, that could be the real winner here. Yeah, it could be. It could mm. be. Although, with House doing what's what, what with Ch- Ten doing what they're doing to House mm-hmm. and showing repeats and turning off viewers. Mm-hmm. I think my prediction for Spicks and Specs being the number one show in that time slot might actually come to fruition. It's growing every week. It's up to 1.2 million. Yeah. Which is, it was around the million mark, but now it's... I can't wait for that vindication. 8.30 anyway, th- Thursday nights on Channel 9, Five Men. Oh, 10th oh, right. show. How can you go up against five men? Yeah, I don't know. They're struggling. I who would even dare? Why don't they just That's show it. test pattern? That's it. It did say in the Green Guide this week that uh, my my name is Christine. What's the name of that show? <laughs> the, the, the New Adventures of Christine. Christine will be back later in the year. Oh. It's after you when the cut don't. me down for saying it had been, uh, for me suggesting it might come back on. On the strength All of right. the Emmys. You know what? Before this goes to blows, I'm going to say... <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon Green Guard's behind as and well. And that brings <laughs> us next. to the end Look, of I'm telling you. the we episode. We should have put out that media release This has been Box Cutters <laughs> episode 51, our birthday Hooray! episode. Hooray! You can send your emails to hooray at boxcutters.net. And I'm thinking we'll let you know in advance next time Marek's going to be on if you have a question for her. Oh, that's a, that's mm. a great idea. Mm. Uh, so you can send those questions to hooray at boxcutters.net. Or a couple of questions. Uh, thank you very much no more to Marek Hardy for... <laughs> Maybe four. But no, no more than... Send all of them and we'll pick and choose. Our okay. wonderful okay. and delightful guest. If you get up to a dozen... It's probably not going to air. It's fine. Thank you also okay. to 3 Triple. I'll read through them all. Whose studios we use. <laughs> but right. if one of us reads them, you won't be listening. For recording this podcast. <laughs> Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.